Hey Steve Sachs Syndrome podcast fans, due to reasons beyond our control, we need to rerun our interview with Lindsay Coggle on the radio version of the show, so we have another short version of the podcast this week. Don't worry, you'll still have plenty of sports and laughs, so keep listening. Thanks for listening, and thanks for syndroming. It is Wednesday, June 30th, and you are listening to Steve Sachs Syndrome. I am Scott Bunn. And I am Tom Chalmers, and this is your Indie Sports Radio. I the, the buffet is filled with sports, Tom. It's, it's just so much. I like every day, like literally every day because of the Euros, <laughs> but there's something to fill your plate up with every time. Uh yes, that, that really is. It does make doing some work. I mean, now that <laughs> things are picking back up for me, I was like, uh, could you guys hold off on the work resume? I got some yeah. sports to watch. I get pretty used to being able to do that whenever I wanted to. Yeah, I know. And I have like, you know, I've bragged on this show before, like, oh, I have a job that allows me to just have it on in the background. I've got kids at home. I've got so many work calls and everything. I'm like, I can't have it on in the background, even with this. <laughs> so I take back all of my brags in the past. I, I'm not getting as much sports as I would like. It, it happens. So uh, probably the two things we're, we're looking at, are the uh, NBA playoffs continue to be uh, mighty interesting with uh, yeah. shifts from game to game. And then, yes, you mentioned the Euros have uh, moved into the, you know, the single elimination round, you know, winner, winner go home. And uh, already we're seeing some big names fall off the tournament. Very And surprising. there's also, also the Copa America cup um, that I haven't even had a chance to like watch. <laughs> I mean, there's like really great players. Well, let's start with the NBA playoffs. Um, is uh, I, I have to say that I've been much more connected with the Eastern Conference um, with the with the playoffs this year. Um, you know, no offense to the Phoenix Suns or um, or um, Los Angeles Clippers, they just start a half an hour later, and it just doesn't quite line up with you know, um, household viewing schedules, as well as, oh, man, I got to go to bed. <laughs> it is really late. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've seen quite a bit of the Milwaukee Atlanta series. And yeah, um, some games have been really, really good and really close and tight. Uh, some have been a little bit more decided um, in an advantage with one team, the Milwaukee Bucks, but it's still very entertaining and interesting. Uh, it sure is. Yeah, whereas I'm flip side. Usually it works for me to come home and be like, oh, look, I can catch the tail end of the late game. Um, yeah. So, hooray. That, that is that is the yin and yang we bring to the show. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, uh, very entertaining. And it's still surprising that it is these two teams. I yeah. s- still live in a universe where Kevin Durant stepped okay. all the way behind that three point line. Yeah. Um, and I live in a universe where the 76ers did not give up consecutive 20 point leads, you know. <laughs> Because um, I, I still think I'm watching that series, but I'm I'm not. It, it, it doesn't exist. Um, yeah. But yeah, so uh, yeah, Hawks surprisingly, but maybe not as they've done so in the fr- previous two rounds. Go ahead and take game one, a close match, and then sort of just pull away in the final few minutes. Um, yeah. With uh, Trey Young doing just what he needed to, didn't have a great game in terms of scoring, but when, when it was okay, who who, who wants to win this for us? Uh, he was there. And you were like, uh-oh, here we go again. But then the Milwaukee Bucks were like, no, we are the better team. Let's just run at them over and over again, and they will re- relent. And that's yeah, sort of how it went in game two. 
It was really funny. Like the Hawks won game one, but as I was watching it, I was like, oh, the the Bucks are better, you know? And they had a couple of plays that just were like really easy baskets just um, with the way like Drew Holiday and Giannis pick and roll uh, type things. And afterwards I was like, wait, the Bucks lost that game? It was just really <laughs> kind of odd. Um, but, you know, some of that, as you say, is just the resourcefulness um, and big gamesmanship of Trey Young. But yeah, then moving into games two and three, as you say, we saw the Hawks, uh, the Bucks being like, yeah, we're, we're better than you. We know how to play you. Um, Trey Young, you want to take those 35 footers? Go ahead. Um, you know, and so we'll do this. And, you know, they even got to go in and, um, and take back home court advantage yeah. by winning a game in Atlanta last night. Side note, while wearing weird blue uniforms. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I didn't like those at all. They need to go in the garbage. Right. It's like Bucks green, you know? Green. Yeah. Bucks green. Just... Deer the deer. Yes. Um, <laughs> deer are green. <laughs> yes. Uh, for me, watching games on, on both sides, uh, I just get into particularly last seven minutes or so is just offensive efficiency. Yeah. There are just times you were like, why is that guy taking that shot now? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, that guy taking that shot mid-second quarter, whatever. All right, I'll try some things. Like, no, you know, I talked about this. But, you know, okay, you're up by two. Mm-hmm. Up by four would be really nice. Oh, no, mm-hmm. didn't need a, a kind of a quick three from not your best three-pointer. Like, right. that's not what you needed there. Yeah. Um, and whereas, you know, the Hawks were really good offensive efficiency-wise, tail end of game one. They were they were getting, you know, mm-hmm. just the right guy in the right place where all of a sudden the Bucks are just making some choices where you're like, why is he taking that shot? Right. And I sort of seen them reverse that. Whereas the Clippers definitely fall into that often. Mm-hmm. You know, players playing well, but just get to like, yeah, why? Mm, don't, no, I don't need Patrick Beverly making that shot now. Right. Right. Um, I love that you are insane and tip and block a ball like several times on the same play. Um, but that that's just the thing I've noticed is just, mm, nope. Uh, and that's where, the Suns are doing well, which is like everyone sort of like, you go stand there and you move yeah. and you cut and look, we got the basket attempt that we wanted to, whether it goes in or not is another story. Uh, Everybody knows Clip- their role. Yes. Clippers, you're like, oh, I don't think everyone thinks they're supposed to be winning this game right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem with having, you know, Bill Cl- Bill Simmons um, dub the irrational confidence guys, you know, <laughs> and so the Clippers are just filled with them and sometimes you've got too many of them where you're just like yeah um need your irrational confidence on the bench right now that's this is where paul george um needs to be shooting but you know i i mean i hate to say this but we're also looking at injuries too you know Kawhi leonard you know if he's in if he's in there it's just a different series i mean he's one of the best 10 players in the league, you know, has won multiple championships in his career. It's just unfortunate just because we want to see the best players playing in the biggest games. And then we saw it at the tail end of the, of the Bucks Hawks game last night, by the way, we're recording this on a Monday night. It'll air on Wednesday. So things could be different in a couple of days, but um, we just saw that Trey young just kind of tweaked something a little bit. It wasn't huge, but it was just enough to, 
to put him off by stepping on the official's big old foot mm-hmm. and uh and he came back but just didn't he just didn't look like himself and so you know now we might see that might be a turning point for this series so we'll see what happens with the rest of this i know we need to move on to soccer but it's just like unfortunate that it's just like ah, another another injury for a big guy um so yeah sort of tipping my hat to the musical choice yeah survival of the fittest which is you know milwaukee is a good team but they also have most of their players available Uh, they don't have Di Lincenzo, whatever they, yeah, that guy sure. is out of Villanova. They lost him a little while back. But otherwise, they're mostly playing with the players that they would hope would be available. Um, whereas, yeah, man, that Clipper series would be so different from Kawhi. It's also yeah. a little frustrating how they continue to cover it. It was like, yeah, no, he's not coming back. Yeah, And so they sort of like uh, has been ruled out for game three. And it's I don't like that. It, I know, we, you know Kawhi had that season with the Spurs where he's sort of right. like, well, I'm going to choose to take care of myself like he's not being elusive yeah really hurt his knee you're not going to come back 10 days later from you really hurt your knee yeah yeah i don't think he's coming back either uh who knows maybe by the time this airs wednesday turns around and he mvp superman yeah uh so yeah i'd love to be wrong yes please Show me wrong, Kawhi. It's a uh, war of attrition. Let's shift over to the Euros 2020, yes. which just continues to be amazing. And uh, so funny where uh, just about my viewing habits, I got to watch a good deal of Sunday's games, which were good, mm-hmm. high quality. But then today, Monday, where there was no way I could have really watched those games, they were like, this is the best game of soccer we've seen in an international tournament in 20 years. And like, not the typical over They're just completely right. And you're just like, why couldn't that have happened on Sunday? So just to, just to uh, just talk about today, the first matchup was Croatia, Spain. Mm. Second was France, Switzerland. First game, Croatia, Spain was five, three. There was a weird own goal that Spain had with their goalkeeper letting a goal. Um, but it was just like lots of back and forth yeah. and everything. Uh, five, three uh, in, in overtime. I mean, so yeah. The, yeah, they played extra time because they were, it was three, three at the end of regulation. Uh, and then sort of like, Oh, this is getting good. Hold on. I'm just going to grab a beverage. What? Four, three. Yes. Hold on. I'm going to reach down on time. I show five, three. Like I just, that is the frustrating thing about soccer. soccer. You happens love it every time. But yes. if you look away the, for the screen, you're like, Dude. I mean, they will show the replay, but it, it still ain't the same. But uh, I know. I just, I just went to put the clothes in the dryer. <laughs> what? I was gone for thirty seconds. Oh, home sports viewing. Um, but right now, so uh, uh, Spain, who has uh, not had the best success recently in some of the international events, so nice to yeah. see them uh, uh, survive to the round of eight at this point. Um, and that, but yeah, France losing in, um, you know, in penalty kicks. Yeah. Um, so that's what happened today. That yeah. game was insane. Um, France was losing one, nothing. They came back, they were winning two, one. Then it was up three, one with a monster goal by Paul Pogba. Uh, the goals were just breathtaking in this game too. And then Switzerland ties it up in the 90th minute. So they go to extra time. They're all exhausted. No goals there. It goes to penalty kicks. The The announcer said, uh, I wrote this down, he said, penalty kicks, which brings in an element of peril and lottery. And I was like, that, that's perfect. It's beautiful. 
so so great. And so France, who won um, the World Cup just a few years ago and was really the favorite going into this tournament, is now uh, going home to Switzerland. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, super exciting. Then, yeah, uh, 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 Italy has, has moved on. Oh, yeah. And, you know, recently not as uh, uh, successful as we expect them to be. But, uh, yeah, really interesting match. So, yeah, that was, they uh, played a team who hadn't sort of ever beat them in international competition. Yeah. Uh, I'm forgetting what country it was. Oh, wasn't it Austria? Isn't uh, it? Yes. Yeah. Um, and, there, and, and Italy had played these, like, consecutive scoreless streak where no one had scored on them in some ridiculous amount of time. And, uh, yeah, Austria just had this sweet goal, kind of like header, blah, blah. And then just the VAR, like, oh, no, his thumb was offside. <laughs> it's like, I just find that so frustrating. It was yeah. just was such a difference maker for that player in that country for that goal to be scored. And just like, I'm sorry, a wedge <laughs> yeah. of grass was leading the wrong direction. <laughs> so, again, if someone is like, no, look, yeah, clearly offsides. But it's just, yeah. Look, yeah, I, I just wish there was some sense of <laughs> I told you, when I ref youth soccer, I'd be like, eh, this team's making a comeback. We're, we're, we're going to let that one go. Like yeah. I would think it's like, let's, let's recognize the flow of the game. So that, yeah. that was unfortunate. Um, and then Italy ended up yeah, scoring two goals. Um, and then uh, Austria did score a goal on them. So it, it, it was exciting that they at least did score against Italy, but um, not enough to win. Uh my sister Libby, who, as I said, is in Germany and uh, loving life with all of these games. Yes. Um, she was in a beer garden and watched both games today. Uh, she said they saw 23 goals today because counting the penalty kick. Yeah. Wow. Um, so there was, because there were eight in the first one, then six in regulation of the next one, and then all of those penalty kicks pretty amazing she did send me this great article so because the euros uh this year they they're not having it in any one country mm -hmm. they're doing it in all of these different um cities across europe there is this hilarious mix-up where some french fans um had tickets to see um to go see the french national team um and so they they were France was playing in Hungary in Budapest, but the French fans bought tickets for the games in Romania, bought airplane tickets to go to Romania in Bucharest. Mm. So they <laughs> screwed up Bucharest and Budapest. And so they like got off the plane and were like, oh, guess we'll follow the soccer fans. Like we can tell who they are, um, like right into there. And they got there like, like wait. Russia's playing in this game. Where's France? We went to Bucharest. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. It does sound like the tagline of like a, a Steve Martin joke. It says Budapest, not Bucharest. <laughs> yeah, um, that, that is pretty funny. Yeah, so great. And then um, uh, Germany is lined up for a great game tomorrow against England. Against England. Yeah, that's hooray. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Um, yeah, and a great rivalry. So, yeah, it just continues hit after hit. We have really good soccer. Crazy to see that COVID is still playing a strong part in competitive sports. We saw NC State, this great story of the run to the College World Series. 
And it was declared a no contest that too many people involved with the team had, had tested positive. And it just breaks your heart you know, like, yeah. to, to work so hard. And again, they, they were, they were sort of the darlings of the, the college world series. And they, they just forfeited their game against Vanderbilt, I believe. Um, and, uh, you know, wow. It's, it's still here, people. Still it's here. It's real. Yeah. And we mentioned about um, sort of health in the NBA playoffs. Uh, you know, Chris Paul was out because of um, his exposure to someone um, who was uh, COVID positive. Um, and so he was missing for a few games as well. So, yeah, it's it's still happening. The coach of the Montreal Canadiens, they've made it to the Stanley Cup uh, finals and uh, still potentially being held up for some games due to exposure. It's just um, yeah, it, it, it has not conveniently gone away from all corners. It's, it's just very, very strange. Uh, we did see the recognition of, uh, John Facenda recently. Tom, yes. you want to give us a little background on that? Well, uh, anybody who heard our interview with, uh, Anthony and Claudia, our yeah. friends from Wisconsin who loved NFL films, um, Heard us also sing the praises of John Facenda, who is the voice of NFL films. Again, he wasn't a play-by-play guy. He wasn't an athlete. He was just an announcer, but he was just so good. And they did this great thing where, you know, he would just this way of talking, the, the Oakland Raiders. And they would often have him read like Rudyard Kipling or some, you know, inspiring poem by Keats or something yeah. as you're watching just gladiators <laughs> clash into each other. In ultra slow-mo. Yes. Professional football in America is a special game, a unique game. Played nowhere else on earth, it is a rare game. The men who play it make it so. Hey, baby, let's go out there like a bunch of crazed dogs and have some fun. Coming now, buddy. We on our horse all day long. Let's just kick that ball all day long. Pick it up. Don't stop. Pick it up. Pro football is a mirror of early America, reflecting toughness, courage, and self-denial. There he is! Oh! Oh! Good job! Good job! So he was just fantastic. And a little shout-out. So Dan Patrick from ESPN and now does his own show, he sort of started this campaign about a year ago. He's like, how is it that John Facenda is not in the NFL Hall of Fame? He is the voice, the, the voice, voice of the NFL how can you possibly have the NFL Hall of Fame without the voice of the NFL? And sure enough, a year later, he sort of got like the Pete Rozelle Award posthumous. Mm. Let's go ahead and stick him in, even though he yeah. didn't necessarily get voted in. And uh, no one seems to be complaining. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've talked about this. We're kind of like open door policy for uh, sports Hall of Fames. Yeah, put him in there. Yeah, he he makes you enjoy the sport sport more yeah put them in there let's do it you've always said it best uh yeah it's a museum not heaven yeah <laughs> thank you for that quote yeah this is a bad transition but we did say god goodbye to somebody that actually we had um pretty good brush with um not too long ago yeah yeah very sad news that you shared with me so uh yeah a uh, gift of gab who is the vocal acrobat of black alicious uh, oh. one of my favorite hip-hop groups of all time. They're um, the best. Did uh, pass away this week. Very sorry to hear that. And yes, he is uh, someone that we were lucky to have as a guest on the show. Um, yeah. The song that we will uh, close out the show with. So yeah, he did a song, Sports Alphabet, for Bleacher Report, I believe it was done for. Uh, yeah. He had done this 
um, other version of it was like science based, and they're like, oh, let's do a sports theme. So A, B, C, you know, does a great thing. They were in town. Somehow I found a way to kind of get in touch. Um, and we called and kind of called into the show. Hey, get great. Uh, hey, we wanted to talk to you about the sports alphabet song. He's like, oh, yeah, I have no about idea about any of that. They just totally fed me what to say. Yeah. And this is like 45 seconds into our sports talk interview <laughs> yes, with him. Well, he's like, yeah, I don't know anything about sports. So we're like, that's okay. Okay. But then we ended up having a fantastic conversation with him about right. rap battles. Yeah. He's one of the fastest, most fluid uh, rappers ever. Um, so again, him, Charlie Tuna. Um, from Jurassic Five, a couple other ones. Yep. So we got to talk about the world of rap battles and what it is to sort of work your way through um, a tournament style, you know, like Karate Kid. Um, and that was a much better interview than just talking to him about. So you're a Tigers fan? Tell yeah, me about right. Exactly. Up watching the Tigers. Um, yeah. So it, it was an amazing, and I still love that in my phone. Every so often, I'll be searching through contacts, and I'm like, oh, gift of gab. <laughs> I have Gift of Gab in my phone, um, which now has a, a special place. So, uh, yeah, yeah, he's just so, so good. And we were lucky to, to go see him uh, at the Great Eagle after that uh, interview. And it was an incredible show. We're going to do our best to um, to find that in the Asheville FM archives. Um, so stay tuned to our social media accounts. Um, if we're able to pull that up, uh, we'll post it up as a special episode on the podcast feed. Uh, indeed. So, uh, yeah, that, that, you know, we pay attention to, oh, yeah, that person, but that, 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 that one was, it's close. It's not always, you can say, uh, uh, yeah, uh, we had him on the show. I had him on my phone and it's just so good and could not have been a more decent fellow to us. And, you know, when we sort of identified ourselves at the show, he was like, yeah, yeah, that, that was a whole lot of fun. That's just nice. Nice man. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week.